Today, I'm letting you in. I'm opening up my Bible and journal and pouring out word by word how I spend time with God, and more specifically, how I spent the last three weeks reading, speaking, praying, and meditating on one chapter of the Bible. Yep, one chapter, six verses, every single day, over and over and over for three weeks. I pray in this episode you hear, see, and understand Psalm 23 in a fresh way just for you. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, Christian mentor and life coach. For the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. All right, y'all, right off the bat, let me fill you in. This is the final episode of this season for me. 2022 has been incredible for the His Word My Walk podcast, and I'm just so grateful for each of you who listens, who shares, who replies, and more importantly, who tries some of the strategies I share and personally grows in your own relationship with God. Shout out to you. Okay, you may hear it. (laughs) There's a little congestion up in here, but that won't stop me from getting this episode to you as promised. So you're just going to have to bear with me through that. Well, coming off the last three episodes where I shared with you my legit top and personal strategies to getting to that consistency and discipline and experiencing growth in my own relationship with God through spending time with Him in His Word, well, it just seems fitting to finish it off like this, which is super real. I have spent the past two, maybe even three weeks or more meditating on Psalm 23. And when I say meditating on, let me talk about that for just a second. The definition of meditate is simply this. To think deeply or focus one's mind for a period of time in silence or with the aid of chanting for religious or spiritual purposes or as a method of relaxation. So if you've ever felt like, quote, meditating was bad or not Christian, or like it's all about the universe and other gods and you're just not down with that, well, the word meditate is used in the Bible many, many times. And it's important to be educated on what the real definition of the word is before you completely swear it off in your life because others in the world have used that same word for their definition as well. See, we clearly are supposed to meditate on God's word. First of all, because it's instructed to believers. You don't have to go far into the Bible before you hear the instructions to Joshua. The Lord spoke to Joshua and in chapter 1, verse 8 of the book of Joshua, the Lord says, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. And fun fact, as the Lord was speaking this to Joshua, this is before the book of Judges, before Ruth, before the prophets, before Psalms and Proverbs, before the Gospels, before Jesus walked the earth, before Paul wrote the epistles. See, we today have a lot we can meditate on. Joshua had the law over and over and over and over. And do you think he got bored with it? I don't know if he did or not. I will tell you this, though, as I spent like 20 days in one chapter of the book of Psalms, I was never bored. I was inspired. I was in awe. I was excited. I was hopeful. I was anticipating. I was pretty much mind blown every single day as I meditated on the same scripture over and over and over and over again. 
My whole desire and goal with the His Word My Walk podcast is to help you see and experience God's Word in your own life, to walk out His truth every day for you. And the only way you can do that, the only way I can do that, is to know His truth. And that comes from hearing it, from reading it, from speaking it, from experiencing it, from meditating on it. All right, I'm going to take you through Psalm 23. Now, this is a deep dive inside, behind the scenes look at what my time with God is actually really like. I'm going to read straight from my journal. I'm going to pose questions that I ask from my curious mind. I'm going to share things that I don't have all the answers to. And I'm going to do it all openly with the hope that you will gain confidence and a desire to dig into God's word for yourself. Like I pray that the Holy Spirit speaks directly to you as I'm going through Psalm 23 and that you feel him nudging you like never before. I pray that a fire is ignited inside you with a fresh passion for God's word, for reading his word, for opening the Bible. So here we go. First, I'll just read through Psalm 23, start to finish. Now I'm reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. Psalm 23, a Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Ah, amen. It is just so good all by itself, right? Now, I know you may know some of these verses in a different translation, so do I. And that right there is part of what has made these weeks of meditating on Psalm 23 even more eye-opening for me. I can't even tell you what led me here besides saying it was the Holy Spirit. And then the next day, I felt like reading it again. And then I grabbed my journal and I started to go through verse by verse. And then I was just so in awe and had to slow down. I swear for a couple days, I would hit like one sentence, one verse, and go off on pages and pages in my journal from that. And yes, I'm about to share it all with you today. The way I want to share this is to leave you encouraged. Remember, one of my top tips, well, actually, it was the first one I shared, is to choose the right translation for you. Like as I read through Psalm 23, I understood every word I was reading, as in I knew the definition. It made sense. So now in my time with the Lord every single day, I just invited him in to show me something fresh. Here's how it went. I literally started to go word by word in my journal. Let's start with the first little phrase with verse one. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. The Lord, like nobody else, only the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. Wait, the Lord is, present tense, currently. David wrote this speaking in present tense. And as we study God's word, we know that he's the same God. So if he was present for David, he is present for me. The Lord is, right now, always my shepherd. Now, don't go too fast. There are two words there. I feel like I've heard so many sermons preached about the shepherd, and of course they play into my understanding of this, but the Lord is my shepherd. This is so personal, my shepherd. Obviously, I know he's the shepherd to all his children, his sheep. But to David, in this moment of writing and speaking, the Lord was his personal shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Right here, right now, this is about me. 
Jesus loves the little children, right? All the children of the world. We know that. And we also know Jesus loves me. This I know. The Lord is the shepherd to all his children. And I need to pull on and speak that he is my shepherd. My shepherd the protector, the overseer, the loving leader. The shepherd has a duty to love and to protect and to care for his sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. Like what possibly could sheep have to say about the shepherd that's bad? These are the kind of questions that come up in my mind (laughs) when I'm journaling and going through God's word. I told y'all I'm super curious. Like the sheep could be like, oh, he's way too overprotective. Oh, he wouldn't let me go over to that area that I wanted to go because it's dangerous. Oh, I wasn't able to sneak away where the prey was. Or the shepherd just kept me with everyone else all the time, like strength in numbers. The Lord is my shepherd that kind of shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. See, I have to say that all together because it is written all together. That's a semicolon, not a period. I have all that I need. That part is not a standalone sentence or statement. And once I went through that first part of the sentence, understanding that it is only the Lord who is present tense, my personally for me, shepherd. (laughs) Now with that understanding, I can continue to understand that I, yes, me, I have currently, present tense, all. Oh, do I even need to break down that all means all? I mean, if you've ever gone to any church where the pastor says all at any point in the sermon, you will know the silly little game that's about to be played when they come back with the, I have some of what I need. And the whole congregation yells all. And then the pastor says, I have a little bit of what I need. And the whole congregation again yells all. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Ooh, y'all, if we don't get this one right here all that I need, not what others need, not what others say I need, not what I want, not what the world says I should want or should need, but the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need, period. See, I'm telling y'all, I'm literally speaking to you directly from what's written in my journal. Now you see why I stayed on this one chapter of Psalms for a couple weeks. I mean, just to let that one sentence, that one verse marinate for an entire day by breaking it down word by word. It's wild. Okay, I'm going to have to speed this up if I want to take you through all the verses, but I'll get through what I can. I truly am hoping this is encouraging you. Sure, I hope the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and that you're getting fresh revelation for your own life and your own circumstances through Psalm 23. And also, I am really, really trying to encourage you to simply spend time with God in His Word. Read the Scripture. Sit with Him and go through a chapter like Psalm 23, word by word. Let Him blow your mind. All right, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. That next sentence, He, God, the Lord. He is the one who lets me rest in green meadows. Now you may know this verse as he maketh me to lie down in green pastures, right? Back to some of the old King James days right there. And one day, one day that I sat and read this verse again, the fact that God lets me rest in green meadows, it just kept speaking straight to me over and over. He lets me, he lets me, he lets me. See, when I used to know this verse as he maketh me, then sometimes it would get taken out of context, taught as in he makes me, as in he forces me to lie down. Like, oh, you're too busy, you're too busy. God will make you sick and make you rest. He will make you lie down. (laughs) 
<laughs> the God we serve is not like some okey-doke type of God. He's not going to make you sick just so that he can flex as a healer. That's not love. That's manipulation. So there's that for starters. But he lets, allows me, affords me the opportunity to, has given me the ability and permission to. He lets me, yes, me, he lets me rest. Oh, if you haven't been hearing or learning or speaking about rest lately, have you been under a rock? (laughs) Even society is all about rest these days. He lets me rest. He lets me chill, regain strength, take a break, refill. And where? He lets me rest in green meadows, like the best of the best, the nicest area, the area where I could eat for days to fill my belly. And he lets me rest in that place right there. Sometimes, especially the season of life I'm in right now, honestly, sometimes I feel like I have to always be working for everything. I have to work for this. I have to work for that. I have to work to get to the green meadows of my life. And then I have to keep working to stay there. I have to work to earn it. God lets me rest in green meadows, the best of the best, places I maybe even didn't think I belonged or deserved, especially right now, places I didn't think I earned yet. He lets me rest there. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. See, again, this is not a new sentence. It's a continuation. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He, God, only God. I cannot forget that. I cannot take that for granted. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Leads. Follow the leader. The leader doesn't just point and then you go on your own to figure it out along the way. He leads me. He is right there a step ahead of me. He leads me. Who does he lead? Me. Me. I'm that important to him. I matter that much to him. He leads me. This isn't about the rest of the flock right now. This is about me. He leads me. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Beside. Why not in? I told you all I'm curious when it comes to God's word. Why does he lead me beside the peaceful streams and not in them? I don't know for sure, but it seems like we've got some ground to cover. And I need to know that to simply walk beside the peaceful stream brings the peace. In fact, walking beside the peaceful stream is probably more peaceful than being in it, if I'm honest. Y'all know I like to go for walks. This is the His Word, My Walk podcast for a couple of reasons. I love to walk along water, beside water. There's a, well, it's called a creek here that I walk along regularly, but it's pretty much a peaceful stream. And man, I enjoy that walk. I could easily get my steps walking the busy sidewalks of the city, but there's something about that peaceful stream and being beside it that allows my mind to flow and be at ease. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Am I following him? Am I following his lead? The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Verse 3. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. He renews my strength. By now, you get where I'm going with this, right? And by now, I thought I got it too. Yet in my journal, I still wrote it out and reminded myself word by word. He, God, only God, my Lord, nobody else. He renews my strength. He renews. He doesn't recreate. He renews. What I already have He renews it. He makes that strength that I have that in my mind is past tense had. (laughs) He renews it. He makes it new again. He renews my, 
my, he renews my strength. This sentence right here hit me so good. See, when I'm feeling weak about something or worn out or even weary, if I'm honest, I'll go often to like 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, where Paul's talking about weakness. And he says, so now I am glad to boast about my weakness for when I am weak, then I am strong. Or I go to the verse right before that, verse 9, where Paul quotes Jesus when speaking about that thorn in his flesh. And each time Jesus said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. See, I've been taught that weakness is okay. Weakness is good. That's where God works best. When I am weak, then I am strong because it's his strength. And when I get to Psalm 23, reading it this time, he renews my strength. There is a purpose God has in me. And of course, I rely on him and on his strength. And even with that, I have strength of my own and he renews my strength. God cares not only that I am strong, but that I know it for myself too. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. He, who? (laughs) He, God, he guides me. Well, what is a guide? How do you guide someone? How does God guide me? A guide doesn't just leave you on your own. Have you ever been a guide for a blind person? Have you ever said to someone, I'll guide you? What does that entail? What kind of next level responsibility and care do you hold when you guide someone? Think about that. He guides me. Me. God guides me. You know what came out even more cool for me? Probably like the 18th or 19th day that I read through Psalm 23. I was in Hawaii with my family and my mom and I went on a trolley tour. Our guide, do you know what made her a good guide? The details she shared. See that house over there? That's where President Obama's grandma lived. That's the address on his birth certificate. See that mountain? You see that it's in the shape of a lizard? Here's the historical story, the legend of why. That neighborhood over there, houses are around this price range in that area. As a guide, she knew what she was doing. And as we trusted her, she pointed out the coolest parts of the journey we would never have seen if we just drove ourselves on that same path. Oh, but also for the record... Even if she was silent the whole time, I was still along for the ride and trusting her that she knew exactly where she was taking us. Let me just put that out there for someone who needs to hear it. Even if she was silent the whole time, I was still along for the ride and trusting her. Okay? He guides me along right paths. Of course he does. (laughs) Am I following the guide? Or did I just see a squirrel and go rogue for a bit? Did I stop for a break and say, I'll catch up later? Oh, and I love that paths is plural. It does not say he guides me along the right path, but along right paths. Ah, I love that. Because do you know how many times I have been cruising along in life, in business, in a relationship, and then all of a sudden it feels like God is taking me a different direction? And I'm like, but God, I thought you were guiding me here. I thought this was the right path. Now I can almost hear him saying, yes, Kayla, you're right. That is the path I've been guiding you on for this past season. It's now time to turn the corner. Now I'm guiding you on this path. Okay, the best part of the way I'm sharing this with you right now is that, yes, I'm going through my journal line by line and sharing. But that part right there, the paths part, not in my journal. The Holy Spirit just revealed that to me in a fresh way right this second as I'm going through this yet again. And now that excitement and anticipation is right back to top notch. This feeling I have right now, this is what I pray you have and grow. His word is so alive and so real. 
I bet I have read Psalm 23 more than 100 times in the past three weeks, without exaggeration. And just right now, the fact that the word paths is plural has me like, well, would you look at that? Like, wow, God. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Okay, y'all, bringing honor to his name. God cares about his name. Like his integrity with himself, non-negotiable. So the fact that he guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. I mean, those paths are legit. He's putting his own namesake on them. So you may or may not know, um, but I had a pretty good career with the National Basketball Association. And part of my career was working with college interns to help them gain careers in the league as well. Now, there were a lot of emails that came through asking for me to be a reference for these college students or even for older people wanting to shift careers or whatever their plan was. Now, if you know, you know, but being a reference for, vouching for, putting your name out there for... That's a big deal. And that was a big deal to me. There are some people I would have to flat out tell, you're going to have to ask someone else. And here's some feedback. But to be a reference for someone, especially to like make a call for someone to use your name, that's a different level. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Y'all, God is not choosing paths that are icy, that are muddy, that are going to cause you to fall flat on your face as you follow him and represent him. Mm, That part too. Now, we may need to climb. We may need to tread lightly. We may need to watch where we're stepping. A right path doesn't mean a smooth path. A right path doesn't mean a squirrel-free path. Yet the path he guides me along brings honor to his name. God cares where he leads you because he put his name on it. Okay, I'm checking the clock and I'm only at, well... (laughs) We just finished verse three of six, (laughs) y'all. And I'm so pumped that I want to keep going and share it all with you. And selfishly, it's not even just for you. I feel like if I keep going, then the Holy Spirit will reveal more fresh stuff to me too. Just like the paths part, so legit. So as much as this is my final episode of 2022, part two is coming your way. But here's the deal. It's coming in like the next couple days. So make sure you have your notifications on so you don't miss it. Oh, and before I go, I just have to share this one little piece. So as I've been meditating on Psalm 23, I haven't even opened my study Bible. I haven't Googled. And here's why. Reading a translation of the Bible that I understand the words has meant for me that I really understand the words. I know there are different meanings of words. I know the original text in Hebrew, in Aramaic, in Greek. I know those words we sometimes confuse. I know how to do a word study. And yet, even with that education and background and the books and the lessons out there, these past three weeks have been just God and I and his word. See, I believe 100% that he is such a great God that he left his word for us so that we could know him. And I don't think he would make it so difficult and make it so that we have to do all these extras. You can. You can always enhance and always learn and always study more. And you can sit and simply read the Bible and spend time with God in that way. You can simply listen to him speak word by word. So turn on your notifications or better yet, download my free Get Unstuck Guide. It's a teaching and a guide that will help you get unstuck by defeating the negative thoughts in your mind. The link is in the show notes to this episode right here. So download that for free and then you'll automatically be on my email list and I'll make sure that you get an email when part two is released. So until then, what if you read the rest? What if you keep going before I share my thoughts? Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. 
to be continued. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Praise. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a written review in your listening app, I would really appreciate it. I'll see you next time.